Sam Gum was once just a dream. He says he loves you. He says it with meat. He comes to buy a meat wreath. And he makes a cider out of beef. He's thinking about his meat cape. He says he's waiting for that garbage ape. The meat fairy's coming along. So Heathcliff, won't you play your meat song? Whoa. Hello and welcome to Meatcast. I'm Nick and with me as always, Kyle. Kyle, uh, how's it going? You're feeling better, I hear? I am feeling better. Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm uh, uh, almost back into fighting shape. Um, feeling good. Feeling great. Well, not feeling great, but feeling all right. I would say. Knock on wood. You know, I mean, it's it's bad all over out there. I can't tempt fate. Is but do you want to get into how it's bad all over? I mean, everybody's sick, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this is this is like a known fact, right? Yeah. COVID spiking, the flu, and all that stuff. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> Thrilling stuff. Yeah. Good banter right up at the top. Just real positivity. <laughs> well, we should, strong. We should get into the show. We have a guest today. He's a returning guest uh, from the Twitter account Heathcliff. Is it it's Heathcliff Helms, right? Yeah, just Heathcliff Helms at Heathcliff Helms, Heathcliff plus helmets. Uh, it's Aaron. Aaron, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me again for the episode sixty spectacular. That's right. <laughs> we had to have you back on for a special episode. Ooh, that reminds me, we gotta find a good guest for number sixty nine. Oh yeah, <laughs> who would that be? Classic uh, comedy number. Well, Aaron, you asked. You said you wanted to be on the 60th. Is there a reason you want to be on the 60th episode? No, just when I was on episode 30, I thought it'd be funny to show up every 30 episodes. <laughs> it's it's not a joke or like actually funny, but it amuses <laughs> me. So you're just sort of, uh, you know, indulging in your own love of numerology here <laughs> via our <Yeah>. podcast. <laughs> Well, what's going on in the Heathcliff Twitter world or X world? I don't. I don't. I, I, I've been. I've been off Twitter a little bit. Or uh, is anything? Yeah. Is anything happening? X remains a dying website, right? I mean, it conti- It gets worse and worse every day. Would you agree with that assessment, Aaron? Oh, it's a garbage fire. I'm waiting for. I'm hoping it outlives uh, the current owner, and somebody picks it up and rehabs it and returns it to Twitterness. Wait, so you're like but, hoping for the imminent death of Elon Musk? Yeah, uh, I mean, I, that, well, I don't want your computer to crash again, so... Uh, <laughs> I'll say it, yes, I am. <laughs> but is that on the table? I figured he's going to uh, be alive for a few Have more Have you seen the guy? He looks, he looks on death's door constantly. Really? Looks like shit. I didn't know. <laughs> he looks I, awful. I mean, okay, yeah, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> you get in a big enough K-hole, uh, you might not be able to get out. <laughs> All he has to do is get in one of his damn cars. <laughs> That's I'm true. definitely I'm editing a lot less uh, just because of how bleak Twitter is and, you know, my own struggles with dealing with that. And mm-hmm. but uh, Heathcliff Null is a new account that popped up. It's basically Heathcliff minus Heathcliff, and he's pretty consistent at editing out Heathcliff from the comic. Uh, and then, yeah, he's uh, he's reached out a few times. And then the Heath Yorker is always consistently makes something good at least once a week with, uh, matching up the New Yorker cartoons. The community is alive despite Uh, Elon Musk's attempts to kill it specifically. He, you know, he, he really does not like Heathcliff. No, he's like a guy. Yeah. And I'm on Blue Sky, he, but it just it doesn't really have the sauce. The numbers Blue Skies does up. not Blue Sky does not have the juice. It, it it's one of those things like everybody wants it so badly to work. Uh and it's just it's just not gonna work. It's fine, uh, but I just don't get the good the good brain juices from the number going up. Yep. Yeah. Number gotta go he, up. Do you think Elon Musk would like uh Heathcliff? I'm terrified. 
I'm terrified at the prospect. I'm I'm yeah. I shudder to think of a moment where someone shows Elon Musk a Heathcliff and he goes, oh, "Yeah, uh, very epic, uh, very cool." <laughs> and then that makes me. If that happens, I will quit the podcast. I th- that'll be the end of it. I can't. I could no longer look myself in the mirror. I can really like January 6th insurrection slug. Sorry. Yeah, which we'll get into in just a minute. <laughs> we will certainly get into that. Um, Aaron, uh, the other thing I want to bring up, you uh, you linked me to uh, this uh, Heathcliff merch that's on sale for, on the hundreds, right? On the hundreds.com. Is that what it is? Yeah, the, the winter collection had Heathcliff merchandise, uh, hoodie, shirt, hat, skateboard. It's like 30% off. I grabbed some of the stuff finally because it's like that more affordable. I grabbed a, a hat and a skateboard. I'm going to build the skateboard later this year when the snow is gone and uh, see if I can break any bones. <laughs> yeah, the skateboard's uh, 45 bucks on sale from $75. That's that's a good hey, deal. Not 40% bad. Off. Not if I skated, I would, I would pick one of those up. Or if I had like a place on my wall to hang it. Yeah, looks cool. Yeah, the graphic is definitely placed and they never thought you would put trucks on it because the trucks immediately cover up Heathcliff. <laughs> now, do you know, is this so it's the skateboard has an image of Heathcliff uh, getting air in a half pipe uh, with yeah. a huge, a huge helmet. Is that that's was made exclusively for the skateboard, right? Like that's not an existing from an existing comic. I haven't seen it before. Yeah. Because he's doing the the Christ air, you know, the T pose in midair with like a skateboard. Do you think he could actually pull that off, Heathcliff? Oh, definitely. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Ask an answer. <laughs> All right. Well, let's I- get into. Oh, you're gonna say something, Kyle? Oh no, 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 no! I'm just looking at this, uh, looking at the merch, thinking I might have to pull the trigger on this. Uh, keychain of Heathcliff riding a bomb like Slim Pickens and Doctor Strange Love. Oh, that is cool. That was good. I grabbed that and the stickers too. And I'm just noticing you're wearing the uh, the, the Heathcliff cardigan. You pulled Triggy on the cardigan. Yeah, the Sleepy Peach. It was expensive, <laughs> but it's it's pretty nice. <laughs> Did you say pull the Triggy? You pulled Triggy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a phrase. I'm so tickled by that. <laughs> um, wow, you really got the cardigan, though. I, I was really considering the cardigan, but then I thought, I don't think I would wear it enough to justify the, the cost, but it looks great. It's pretty nice. It's the only sweater I have, so I wore it at Christmas, and people were <laughs> like, what's with the the Halloween sweater? <laughs> yeah, I've heard of an ugly Christmas and black. sweater, but uh, a, a hella cool Christmas sweater? Now I've seen everything. All right, let's get into This Week in Heathcliff. This Week on Heathcliff. So so we are starting with uh, uh, January 6th. I think that's Saturday, January 6th. Um, and it's the return of the January 6th slug because it's the same. Of course, famously, on January 6th, uh, 2021, uh, the Heathcliff comic was a slug saying, let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's the same. It's pretty much the exact same panel this time, except the caption this time is, that bothers me. From The, the owls are saying, that bothers me. There's still cats cheering him on, but the slug is on the sidewalk saying, let's go. Yeah, what, do you remember what the caption was for the actual January 6th comic? Either one of you um... guys? Oh, I posted it the other day. I can't remember. Something it, like he's so inspiring or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but okay. <laughs> I, I, we're all looking it up. Yeah, I'm looking at it. It's it's I didn't know a slug could be so dynamic. That's right. Uh, that's right. Now, Kyle, now, I, usually, I have to Yeah, oh, go please, ahead. Nick. Go ahead. No. Well, I was just gonna say I never think that we're we have any kind of influence on the comic strip, but we talk about this one so much. It comes up so often on our show. And the sign our sign off is that bothers me. I feel like this is a little bit of a nod to the meat cast. Yeah, I, I, I you know, I have to assume, I have to imagine that uh that we did have some influence on this comic running again on January 6th. Again, because yes, that that bothers me being the caption. Um, really feels like, um, you know, son of Sam style getting coded messages 
<laughs> sent straight to us. <laughs> Peter is sending us uh, commands to kill through the, the Heathcliff comic. I'm just remembering now that uh, we said we were going to play a jingle whenever some whenever that bothers me is the caption. Oh yeah, we did. You didn't. And come I think up with you a jingle. like you came up with one. Do you remember did what I? it was? I don't think I did. Let's see. You were singing like something. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember what it was. <laughs> Is this? Did I actually, or are you just trying to? No, no, you actually do- did sing something. <laughs> okay. I, I was, I was, I meant to like cut it out of the episode and play it today. I, mm. I, when I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, I, I, I got to remember to do that, and I totally forgot. Uh, yeah, just, hold on, wait, just, let me like, see. Freestyle. Uh, let me, let me think here. Let me think here. Uh, how about? Uh, that bothers me. Reading Heathcliff on the internet. Right, like even flow. I thought that was even okay. F- I wasn't sure, but I was pretty. Even sure flow even has flow. the same number of syllables, maybe. Even flow that yeah. bothers me. Yeah, I think that's garbage. Take me where I think that probably is what you did last time. That probably is exactly what you did last time. <laughs> that's exactly what I did last time. I remember now. I forgot earlier, but I remember now. That is exactly what I did last time. Aaron, are we just like totally full of ourselves or is there any chance that this is maybe somewhat influenced by the podcast? Uh, if not the podcast, the Heathcliff community at large. Because well, certainly they, that's why he brought back. That, yeah. Right? Well, I, Aaron, he, he did we use are, that bothers are, me pretty recently, too. Yeah, he's been bringing it back. He's been bringing it back. That bothers me. We are the Heathcliff community, actually. <laughs> I mean, you know, we are, we are the... Uh, the <laughs> <laughs> the face so i still think by saying the heathcliff community you are actually saying it yes it is us um well what, what did you think of this one uh aaron how do you feel about uh the the January six slug coming back it's it's funny that he's leaning into it like the original one is just completely coincidental because he does yeah. it ahead of time and even like the placement on the day is like they had no idea, and then <laughs> it was just unless. like a storm of and loss. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> Peter Gallagher is Q. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like how 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 far in advance were the January sixth rights pl- planned? I mean, it was like well, I don't know. Ask the FBI. Okay, <laughs> your computer is going to crash again. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah I, I definitely of note to me i don't know again trying to decipher the coded messages the slug in the first one had both arms raised and now this one he just has the one arm raised so yeah, i don't know what mario punching yes. yeah it's more of a like yeah mario jump kind of or like a you know let's go and the second one is more like stone cold celebrating on the turnbuckle you know. <laughs> so from stone cold to mario that's <laughs> that's the direction the company also the company, also the fewer fewer cats in this one the, the yeah numbers, they lost some the compatriots numbers, numbers are dwindling patriots are not in control joe biden took them hostage <laughs> <laughs> wow it's been three years since since the capital rest that's crazy Wow, it's been three fucking years. What a funny day! <laughs> a really funny thing that happened. The shaman. <laughs> Remember the shaman. The shaman, that old lady. Uh, <laughs> the guy that tased himself and then died. The, the guy that tased himself in the balls and then died, which apparently wasn't true, but who cares? It is true. <laughs> It did happen. The legend is more important than the truth. And the funniest <laughs> thing being too, that they got in there and they were just kind of milling around, <laughs> you know, just a very classic example of like, you get to a thing and you're, you just, well, I don't really have a plan for this, but uh, pretty cool. I'm here. Right. Uh, Funny okay. stuff. Funny, Funny stuff. stuff. Let's move on to January 8th. Oh, this is a good one. Yeah, this so, is very good. We're at the dog pound. Uh, 
the door is open to Heathcliff's office, which is the door says pug division. So Heathcliff works in the pug division. Heathcliff's <laughs> at, sitting at a desk. He's got he's kicking up his feet on the top of the desk. He's got a classic inbox and outbox on his desk. And in the inbox, there's uh, uh, five, five or six pugs piled up, looking cute. And a dog catcher is uh, talking to Heathcliff. And he's saying, your work is piling up. <laughs> so what's yeah. what do you what's his work gonna be here? What is he gonna? Yeah, do? that's a good. That's the first thing that comes to mind is what what does processing these pugs from the inbox to the outbox actually entail? You know, well maybe the ta- maybe it is that it's he's got straight in the tails. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> they come into the inbox with the tails curly, and then you got to straighten the tail out and put them in the outbox. Just kind of be like take their thumbprints and <laughs> yeah. yeah, book them mug shots, book them Heathcliff. It'd be a pretty sweet day if you, uh, if you, if you were, you got to like roll around with a pile of pugs like that, huh? Oh, can you imagine if that was your job? Yeah, yeah, looking at these little bug eyed freaks all day. Instead of answering emails from a bunch of other bug-eyed freaks that you don't like. <laughs> These are the good kind of bug-eyed freaks. A little tongue hey, sticking Aaron, out. Do you have any dogs, Aaron? No, I just I got two cats. Two black cats, Locke and Luna. Would you let a dog lick your face? Yeah. Yeah, just <laughs> let the dog lick your face, right? <laughs> yeah what's the problem let the dog lick your face y'all the dog, come on the dog it just wants to lick the salt off your face that's all just let it do yeah. it you don't need it wants that. to show you how much it loves you yeah it i mean it doesn't actually you were right the first time it just wants to lick the salt off your face it loves but it too. you can you can pretend it's a little kiss <laughs> nothing no law says you can't pretend that's a little kiss <laughs> <laughs> the dog loves you. The, it loves you. Loves the salt. Loves it all. They, don't let them tell you that that's not a little kiss. Don't let me tell you that. I know I just said that, but I want you. I want you to know. I want you to know it's not a little kiss. But I want you to hold in your heart that yes, it is a little kiss. You know what I mean? Sometimes, sometimes it's a big kiss. Sometimes it's a big kiss. Sometimes it's too big of a kiss. Well, no, I say no. Just let the dog lick your face, Kyle. I don't know. Look, I sounds like you're you. verging into don't let my, you're not let, gonna let the listen, dog lick your face. I, let I'm dog fine with the dog licking the face. My my dad and my stepmom have three mastiffs, and I'm not. I, God love them. They're sweet animals. I don't want that thing's face anywhere near my face. Wow, how big of a house these guys have? Not big enough, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> it is not big enough. Okay, well, anybody else have anything to say about this one? <laughs> uh, just that Heathcliff is everybody working in early January. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, tell me about it. Extended uh, Christmas break, yes. Mm-hmm. I kind of just started working today, I feel like. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I, I've kind of been uh, trying to get some stuff done, but it, it's, it hasn't been happening. I'm in a classic, uh, you know, I'll start really working at like 2.30 p.m. And I'll get like a real burst for like two hours max. You know, and that's pretty much And then much you gotta it. get ready for the show. Then I get, you're getting ready for the show. All right, well, let's move on to January. Oh, okay, this is <laughs> January 9th. Uh, I mean, they so- just keep hitting. I mean, it's it's a really good, it's a really good week. So the blob, it's a purple blob this time. The blob is walking on the sidewalk, snowy sidewalk, a snowy day. And uh, Heathcliff is walking next to the, to the blob in his, sort of his Mussolini position. <laughs> and the blob has a chain with a B uh, symbol on it wrapped around his neck, or as much of a neck as the blob has. And he's got like a, how would you describe that hat? I, hat I would wearing? describe the look. I don't know how it's described the hat, but he's the blob is like a very classic 70s Dolomite style pimp. I was going to say it's like a pimp hat. Yeah. I didn't know if that we were still saying that. <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, that you're probably right. That probably is not 
the what we should be calling it. But I mean, come on, folks. That that is what that hat is. You it's know? got the feather in it, and yeah, it's, it's like, got the feather in it. It's red, you know. And the one of the owls in the tree is saying, "The blob is dripping," <laughs> which is uh, a pun. It's like an actual pun here. Yeah, it is because the blob it, is it, literally dripping. He's literally dripping. There, there are drops left on the sidewalk behind him as he rolls. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's great. I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> this is just a good look. Yeah, it's starting off the year strong with. I think so. Yeah, the blob with drip. Yeah, I also love that the blob is dripping. It just reads so much like uh, an older person. <laughs> <laughs> trying to use slang, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like probably the the closer thing would be like the blob has drip. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I didn't know if people say. Do people say they're dripping? I, I don't. I I don't think dripping is commonly used in this in this way. I could be wrong. Could be wrong. I'm 37 years old. I don't know for sure. Dripping with style. <laughs> now see I think that that's the origin <laughs> um, it definitely reads as like Peter got a urban diction word a day calendar yeah <laughs> from a niece or something a younger for, for niece. Christmas and <laughs> you know a week before this the first word was <laughs> drip like if next week if we see uh, Heathcliff hitting on Sonia and they, the caption is he has Riz, right. then we know. I yeah. would love it if if uh, if somebody has Riz in Heathcliff the Heathcliff universe. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy, yeah, Peter, Jimmy would if, have Riz. If, I feel like if, Jimmy couple, has no Riz. No, Jimmy has has Riz. <laughs> <laughs> he has Riz with us in the world. J- of Jimmy is the Riz King. <laughs> And yeah, he could have he can, and Jimmy has no riz. Jimmy Jimmy rizzed up Sonia. <laughs> <laughs> um but Forrest Lastman pointed out that just the other day, just a couple days ago, January 9th, I guess yesterday, uh David Bruck it was announced that David Bruckner is writing and directing a blob reimagining. Did you guys hear about another this? Yeah. another blob movie? Yeah. Wait, that's the guy that did uh, the Hellraiser reboot. Yeah, or, exactly. You know, reboot the new Hellraiser. Cool. Yeah, yeah. What did you think about that one? Um, I didn't love it. Yeah, it didn't really make an impact on me. I was watching it. And I was like, "This is fine." As I was watching it, but then it just immediately left my brain. I, I don't I know. Yeah, any of the Hellraisers, though. Really, they're, they're not, it's not. It's oh, not my see, franchise. I love. I love the first two. You know. I mean, I like those more than the the than the seek than this latest one. Um, but yeah, but, but I was just thinking, like, finally, the blob is going to be getting some some love. I mean, there have been so many blob movies, though. It also feels like, what's the new take on it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're reimagining dish- what what is that? <laughs> you know, the yeah, one in the eighties is like. It's That's sick because there's so cool. many like cool one. like practical effects in it, you know. But why do I want to see a a CGI blob movie? You know. Mm. Yeah, no. But I, I have mean, to it's imagine that suck. it's a love story this time. They fall in love with the blob. <laughs> no, that's not. That's not the, the, the damn the damn no. blob represents trauma. Yeah, for sure. We know that. I and mean, that's absolutely what is we we know that's going to happen. Kyle, the blob is actually a metaphor. Meta- the blob's a metaphor. <laughs> metaphor for consumerism. Uh Kyle, I saw uh, a movie that you recommended last night. Uh-huh. Uh I don't know if you remember this. Back in back in October every week I was asking you what's the what's the what's the what are the movies you liked for your big Halloween? Or a movie rewatch. Yeah. And the first one you mentioned was From Beyond. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There was a screening last night. I I yeah. didn't get tickets to how how'd you like it? I liked it Speaking a lot. Of blobs, it a great movie. There's it's so good, right? It reminded me of Hellraiser, actually. It was because it was it became like all about sex all of a sudden. I was like, what? 
It's very similar to Hellraiser, uh, a lot of other dimension stuff. My 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 thing that I've been kicking around is like I think From Beyond might actually be a really good stage play because it kind of all takes place in that house, you know. Well, the guy who directed those, like From Beyond and Reanimator, what's Mm -hmm. his name? Stuart Gordon. Stuart Gordon. He started out as a playwright. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, He wrote a play that I have always wanted to read slash see about. was this that German guy who uh like oh, hired somebody Hitler? on Craigslist to like eat oh. him? No, not Hitler. Nick. <laughs> I just said that German guy, the first German guy he thought of was Hitler. Well, yeah. Come on, man. He's the most famous he's the most famous German. That's probably true. Uh no, it was this guy who like hired somebody on Craigslist to, like come like eat him. Like what? he that was his like <laughs> This, this is actually like fantasy. Happened? I think so. I think oh. there's something to that effect. Uh, but but Stuart Gordon wrote a play about that. And uh, I kind of wanted to see that. If anybody's got a copy of that laying around, send it over to me. Well, From Beyond would be a good stage play, but it would require so much uh, so much effects work. Like yeah, you, a- you would need to do some some effects work for sure. But But it would be cool. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's not sure. enough horror on stage. This is my uh, play Kyle's uh, rant corner. Uh, oh, <laughs> going right here. I don't um, think we have one of those. <laughs> we don't, but drop one in here. Uh, sort of like a real time with Bill Maher style. Folks, there's not enough horror on theater stages. Okay. This genre is underrepresented. Underrepresented. We need to go back to the tradition of the Grand Guggenhall. We need to bring back spooky, ooky, drippy, droppy stuff on stage. I want to see gore effects. I want to see spooky ghosts. Let's bring it back, okay? Thank you. End of segment. Dun 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 dun. That's sort of like cats. What's that, Aaron? Cats isn't cutting it in the horror department for you. Cats is not. Cutting it. Phantom when those the freaks opera, come out into the audience, no thanks. I mean, that surely is deeply unsettling. Is is uh is scary enough for you? Phantom of the Opera chills me to my bone. Every time I come out of a a performance of Phantom of the Opera, and I go all the time, uh, my hair is bone white. Tickets. My hair is bone white for at least a week afterwards. Um, but that's just because you more have an organ phobia, right? Yeah, I'm terrified of of the oh, pipe, pipe, organ. pipe organs. Pipe organs are that's that's one of the spookier instruments. That's true. Why do you think I can't the think of a spookier instrument? The theremin. The theremin. Oh, yeah, yeah. I could say. I could see. Thing. I could say. I could see saying that's spookier than pipe organ. Pipe organ's got the the weight of the church behind it, you know, which is like all that exorcisms and uh, religious trauma, demons and all that stuff. That's true. Um, Anyway, we should move on to uh, (laughs) January 10th. So Heathcliff is walking down the sidewalk. There's a fairy godmother, Heathcliff uh, flying next to him and the birds are in the trees and the bird is saying, I wish I had a fairy godmother. Yeah, so, that's a Heathcliff. Yeah. <laughs> that's very a Heathcliff for sure. Yeah. We've seen the fairy godmother before. So it's really just <laughs> it's really just <laughs> uh the fairy godmother is there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sort of a more of a remix uh kind of thing. Heathcliff's yeah. uh right foot disconnected from his body. That's uh, right. You know, uh, what's the what's what's the character I'm thinking of that has that Rayman? Rayman, that's it. That's exactly right. Dustin, he's Hoffman. got a Rayman foot. <laughs> yes, Dustin Hoffman from the the classic Oscar-nominated film Rayman. Um, it was impressive how they deleted all his limbs before computers were that big. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, but they, yeah, they kept, they, they, Tom Cruise kept his limbs, but the Rayman himself, Dustin Hoffman, <laughs> got those rims taken out, 
Rims, limbs. Rims. <laughs> this guy's got you, cars on the brain. Fairy godmothers. Is that something that that anyone talks about outside of like uh, Cinderella? Or like, did you grow up thinking you had a fairy godmother? <laughs> what? No. <laughs> Does anyone grow up thinking they have a fairy godmother? I don't know. That's the question. Aaron? <laughs> Uh, I grew up watching Fairly Odd Parents, and you had a fairy godmother and a godfather. Okay, that's but true. you didn't think you had one. No, no, nobody is watching over me. Now, here's a question that has just occurred to me: Fairy godmother. So, a godparent is you know has its roots in the church, right? It, it's it's a uh, you know you go you get blessed you you know in the catholic church i don't know if it's different for others but you know you're 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 christening the baby you're there at the christening you know uh fairies uh you know uh godless heathen creatures they're 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 magic they're you know they're dark-sided so uh that's an interesting combo i don't know there's something there there's what's that disconnect about fairy godmother um yeah, where'd that thoughts, come from? gentlemen? <laughs> Did they make it up just for Cinderella? I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, do you think it's just one of those things where like they liked the way those syllables sounded together and they were like, yep, yeah, we're not gonna think past that. That sounds good. Fairy godmother. Because you well, wouldn't want to say your parents like, died and she took over. The godmother took over. Right. Right. So okay. this was well, Was she always a fairy? I think that's probably what the implication is here, right? That 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 she was a fairy. It just so happened that Cinderella's godmother was a fairy. Well, but here's but now here now we've opened the the now we're uh, to use the phrase from another uh, Disney uh, character. Now we're through the looking glass, uh, you know, because uh, Cinderella's parents they're friends with this fairy. And that's right. the most reliable person they know to make Cinderella's godmother. And what of the godfather? <laughs> I'm not saying that there has to be a masculine figure in this picture. Of course not. But typically there are pairs here. Uh, you know, so I'm just curious. Is there some, is there a fairy godfather? Is there some sort of like other m- magical creature? Is there like a gnome godfather somewhere <laughs> out there? Werewolf? Do you think that's Godfather? That's like the a Rugaru uh, Godfather? Like, but it, fairies are to women as gnomes are to men. Is that kind of how you look at it? <laughs> well, no. I mean, it could be a fairy Godfather, you know, too. But uh, uh, you know, he's running the fairy mafia. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a deleted scene from Clerks right now. <laughs> <laughs> That is the most hurtful thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> Kyle, have you guys, did you guys grow up thinking you had guardian angels though? No, I didn't. We definitely, oh. my parents, my mom definitely talked about, we have a guardian angel. I don't think I ever believed it, but. Yeah, I think that, I think definitely like my parents had that idea, but also, I don't know. Cause like. I think when I think back to it, it's it's less about specific angels and I don't I don't know. It it was always like, you know, that Catholic saint thing, right? Like, oh, you lost something. Pray to whichever saint that was that that, you know, is the saint of lost items or whatever his name is, you know. Really? Uh, we never had that. Yeah. Yeah. My grandfather had um there's one saint that like he's like the saint of travelers or something like that and he had like a little card uh like a business card he no it was like it was like it was almost like a magnet but it was like it had like an adhesive back and he had it on his dashboard in his car and he just kept it like there all the time because it was that saint's role to watch over travelers or drivers wow. i think specifically you know like they just updated the language it was like yeah this is the saint of cars <laughs> was it george clooney the george clooney character from up in the air no it was, was the lightning saint? mcqueen okay. the saint of cars <laughs> kachow kachow all right well, let's and, and kachow to you, to you as well <laughs> 
Although I do one thing about the Heathcliff's fairy godmother. Um, like, don't they have a number? Are they like genies with a number of wishes? Like he's are just they? keeping her around and then not spending his wishes, or like why <laughs> are they just they have specific? Out? I don't. Yeah, I don't think. That, I think fairy godmothers are just like. Yeah, they're because there's a more they're personal connection there than a genie, right? A genie is transactional. It's like you rub the lamp, you get the wishes, bingo, bango, you're out of there. A <laughs> fairy godmother, you're related to this uh, person, right? <laughs> Presumably, or at least like. They've pledged loyalty to you. In yeah. Some way. Or they, they've sworn an oath before God <laughs> that they will protect you and, and be your caretaker. Should something happen to your, your birth parents. So they can't just be like, well, sorry, I can't feed you today. You already got your three wishes. You know, you had macaroni and cheese for breakfast. That's it. You're done. No more. Wow! What so I wish. thought Heathcliff was just like holding her hostage by not spending his wishes, or but they're just <laughs> out to lunch or having a walk. No, I don't think so. I'm I'm looking up fairy godmother right now just to see. So, yeah, fairy with magical powers who acts as a mentor parent to someone in the role that an actual godparent was expected to play in many societies. Well, okay, so in Pearl's, yeah, but what, that's just a godparent. <laughs> yeah. You're just describing a godparent. There's no fairy <laughs> element in that. But they can well, turn your m- mice into horses. <laughs> yeah, they got magical powers. So it says in, per- in Peralt's Cinderella, he concludes the tale with a moral that no personal advantages will suffice without proper connections. What does that mean? What, what the hell are you talking about? This Cinderella, like the first Apple baby. I guess so. Yes, yeah, Cinderella's an Epo baby. <laughs> Anyway, uh, let's move on to January 11th. Uh, so Heathcliff is so Heathcliff is, is was walking down the street, but he's been blasted with a with a the fire breathing uh, tr- dragon pub. <laughs> the breath of the fire dra- breathing dragon pub has lifted him into the air, and he looks shocked and, and horrified. And he's got his uh, Heathcliff does, and he's got his arms outstretched. And uh, two birds are on the wires, and one of the birds is saying, "My favorite breed, the dragon pug." Got his eyes open wider than I've seen him in a long time. Yeah, this is a unique, a unique look for Heathcliff. I feel like. Yeah, we don't see this too often. These are these are uh, gately sized um, eyes on our boy right now. You know, gately yeah, sized. pretty animated. Like that. Like the the, the look is is. You know, uh, uh, reminiscent of a, of a Gately drawing of Heathcliff, right? Oh, okay. Like he always I, had yeah, the bigger I so. eyes. I feel like Peter typically draws them with the uh, the smaller eyes. You got the sweat drops coming on the classic cartoon sweat drops. I feel yeah, like this, it's not this, written uh, in, but you can sort of hear the Tom and Jerry esque. Yeah, <laughs> right, for sure. I'd say uh, this is like an A plus uh, Heathcliff uh, drawing. This is really like good, specifically the Heathcliff in this Heathcliff is is an A plus Heathcliff. Yeah, it looks great. Doing sort of the floaty, uh, you know, Mario jump. Yes, you have to wonder Classic if this. If this is retribution for his uh, work at the pound earlier. Oh, true. <laughs> yeah. Pug is saying, you can take this job and shove it. <laughs> Wait, that's actually something Heathcliff would say, because it's his job. Right. Uh, you can take this pug and shove it. Maybe. <laughs> you take this dog and shove it? That's probably it, yeah. Well... Do you think that do you think Heathcliff's job processing the pugs is sort of like you would you need to spay and neuter your pets? Heathcliff's job is to remove the fire breathing abilities from Mm -hmm. the pugs as they come in. They have some sort of gland in their in their mouths that Heathcliff has to remove. The dragon pug specifically. The dragon pug, yes. 
or just check every pug that comes in. You know, yes. In, that's <laughs> put the pug in the inbox. Heathcliff shines a flashlight in there, says open up, say ah, but he stands to the side because he doesn't want to, you know, if they say ah, there's a dragon pug, you're in trouble. But he's looking for for you know the the dragon breath, and then he's got to figure that out. That's probably I mean, I, what it was. I think we figured it out. I think we figured out that first strip. <laughs> I'm glad we, glad we solved it. Yeah, yeah. It all adds up. Well, guys, I didn't get around to planning anything for this <laughs> <laughs> to close out the show. So we could do a real quick uh, cast. You got to cast a movie. I want to cast somebody for Heathcliff. Maybe we can make a deal. Maybe together we can cast Ben Affleck. So, we did have the blob come up today. I mean, we could cast the blob. Have we not cast the blob yet? <laughs> I don't no. remember. We somehow, feel have, like... we somehow have not cast the blob yet. Wow, yeah. I thought we did. I thought we did do that. Okay, we'll cast the we, blob. Last week we casted uh, Gronk as the slug. <laughs> we had Florence Pugh as the slug, yes. but we cast her aside, no pun intended, um, for Gronk at the very first suggestion of a of a listener. Yes. Um we will we will abandon all of our artistic <laughs> principles immediately if you have a different suggestion, because we want you, the listener, to be happy. Uh, well, and, um, and if Gronk can't do it, we'll reach out to Florence Pugh. If, if Gronk yeah, turns us down, then we'll keep her. We've got, we've got her people engaged in talks still. You know, we've got the email thread open. I'm able to kind of hold them at arm's length for a little while, you know, but, uh, you know, hopefully we can make that last until we start the shoot and then we're kind of locked in on Gronk once we start shooting, you know, but you never know. You never know. Um, blob, blob. Okay. Well, my Obviously, first thought would be we could get the blob from the 80s movie to do it. Oh, you think he's available? I mean, with the remake coming up? You don't uh, think he's going to... He's gonna he might his, do a cameo his, in the remake. His, he's definitely going to do a cameo in the remake. But that's <laughs> going to make his rate go up significantly. You know? Right, okay. Even just the appearance of him. Because people are going to be like, Oh, right, I remember him. He was great. And then you're going to start seeing him more. So probably he's going to get like a commercial campaign out of it or something. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like we need to sort of think outside the bun a little bit here and cast an actual person as the blob. Wait, what do you think? I don't know if this would be typecasting, but uh, Brennan Fraser. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. The whale that's pretty himself. good. Yeah. The whale himself. Uh yeah. And now the blob. I do like it. I do like it. I, I did sort of think, you know, he is he is the blob is sort of dressed like a dolomite style character here. Um perhaps we can get uh Eddie Murphy who played Dolomite in a <laughs> terrific film called Dolomite is my name. Uh maybe he would want to um play the blob. Now is it a bit that's a perhaps a bit of overcasting. You know, it, it he's maybe overqualified for a role like the blob. This is not one of our primary players, but um, you know, that might be fun. Have him come back. Get and, if you can get Eddie Murphy, if you can sudden, get maybe, Eddie Murphy, you know, you can get, you, you got to, you got to get, you got to go with it. And then maybe the, the movie kind of becomes about the blob a little bit, you know, kind of, that is the true blob story a little bit more. That is true. Once you engage Eddie Murphy in talks, you know, he's going to come in and be like, I got my people where he's going to bring on like, all his writers to do a pass on the script and try to beef up his part, which that's and fine. Maybe, that's the business. And maybe, that's how it works. Maybe then all of a sudden Eddie Murphy's playing a lot of these roles. You know, <laughs> that yeah. is true. Sort of uh, the blob esque uh, behavior from Eddie Murphy as he <laughs> he gets true. involved and <laughs> he starts subsuming every role in the movie. He is sort of the blob of of, uh, of actors. <laughs> Wow, yeah, yeah, he's on. You get him, you give him one part in the movie, and then he just starts stretching out, rolling around. He's like, you know what? Try, I think I can do the dad too. You know, let me try that out. And, and similar like, to right. the whale with the with the prosthetics, he he has done the the bigger prosthetics in the clumps. You know, he played the uh, the uh, 
the all the clump family yeah yes yeah that's right yeah the clumps and the whale two things that i as a fat actor really love (laughs) big (laughs) fan of both of those things i think they're both great (laughs) do you think the blob is gassy do i think he's gassy yeah i think in the Mm. movie he will be for sure oh absolutely yeah no question if eddie murphy is the blob then yeah he's gonna roll around and then he's gonna make a fart noise and then everybody's gonna look at him and he goes he says uh i wasn't farting i was squelching there's a difference (laughs) right that'll be a big hit we'll put that like when we put the toy out and it talks that's be one of the things that the toy says (laughs) i was squelching it was a squelch Jerry, Jerry, it was a squelch. Jerry, Jerry. No, George, it was a squelch. You squelched. You can't squelch. squelch. <laughs> you can't squelch. You can't squelch. Why can't you squelch? It was a squelch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> that was All right, a, so. I think that's successful think, casting. I feel like the Eddie Murphy. If, if, yeah. if Eddie Murphy can't do it, then we reach out to Brendan Fraser. Absolutely. Are there any other uh, actual fat guys we're not thinking of that we can <laughs> we can put in this this role? Uh, hmm. Nope. Okay, let's move on <laughs> to the fairy godmother. Oh, you want to cast the fairy godmother as well? Right. I mean, I think you know we haven't cast the fairy godmother, but we have Jeremy Allen White. As also, Heathcliff. yeah, that's what I was going to say is that the fairy godmother does seem to just be Heathcliff, but wearing a godmother outfit. Yeah. So you think this would be Jeremy Allen White? We could Maybe. do a, a, sort of a stunt casting thing. And uh, Jeremy Allen White's mother in uh, Iron Claw was played by Maura Tierney. <laughs> so maybe we could get Maura Tierney. You think people like, will get the, like a nod. It's like, oh, right. You think people will get the ref. Home. You think you yeah. think families taking their children to the Heathcliff uh, premiere weekend <laughs> are going to see it and think like they're going to lean over to their kid and go, she was in the Iron Claw. She played his mom, Iron Claw. I think I think so. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe it's an idea? opportunity. You know, everybody's really excited about uh, about Jeremy Allen White's, you know, his Calvin Klein campaign that that they launched. Everybody's all horny about that. Maybe there's maybe this is an opportunity. We take advantage of that. And maybe we make like a sexier fairy godmother. Mm-hmm. You know, he, I feel because I feel like he's not going to be able to express himself sexually as Heathcliff. Maybe we give him a little opportunity to show a little a little neck, if you know what I'm saying. In the the fairy godmother role, I mean, Heathcliff so, is nude already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. That's my but, bad. You're right. But I no, sometimes, hear, I but sometimes notice. it's like if you're just wearing a little bit, that's even sexier, you know? True. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Fully nude is like okay, fine. You're you're a psycho, you know? Aaron, what are your thoughts? Marissa Tomei, Aunt May, kind of young fairy godmother. Mm. Oh, okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. That is something. My two original picks are both dead. Uh, Betty White and uh, Doris Roberts from Everybody Loves Raymond. Mm. So my third pick is Dolly Parton because she's an actual fairy godmother. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, you know, everybody was very like Miley Cyrus. Remember when um, uh, Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar came out and everybody couldn't stop talking about the movie. They still can't talk, stop talking about that movie. It's a movie everybody loves and remembers. And there's a Reba McIntyre cameo in it. In it. And everybody oh, was like, too, yeah. you know, so maybe something like that of like, you know, the fairy godmother shows up and it's like, whoa, epic cameo. I can't believe they got so-and-so, you know, like sort of like a meme casting a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think that, well, I mean, that's kind of what more tyranny was going to be. They're going to be very excited about that. But uh, no, I, I think Dolly Parton would be perfect for that, actually. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'd say let's go with that. Let's go with Dolly Parton as fairy godmother and Eddie Murphy well, we really, as the blob. 
we really want people to to you know because right now it's very popular the the uh, calling uh, an older actress uh, mother right or or any actress who serves as they say who slays uh, you know you call her mother right mother served you know and so this is a real opportunity to get on that trend here so you think you think Dolly Parton is our best opportunity because I'm just sort of a vi- envisioning like people sharing screen caps of the movie Dolly Parton in fairy godmother outfit with orange fur <laughs> and they're they're sharing screen caps and saying yes Dolly Parton slayed yes mother you know what I, I mean think, I think everybody loves Dolly Parton I, I don't think uh, I, I think that's like the most beloved woman on the planet almost. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'm, I'm willing to roll with that. I'm just, I'm just getting the conversation going, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I, I can't think of anybody else that would be, that would top Dolly Parton. Like if anybody sense. has any, uh, ideas of any, any actors who would, uh, slay boots to the ground, mother, uh, hunty uh please email us heathcliffrecap at gmail.com at heathcliffrecap on twitter please let us know i'm not a hundred percent sold i just want to hear some pitches you know i just want to hear some some ideas here okay no that's fair we don't have to we don't have to decide right now we don't have to decide we've got time we don't start shooting this thing for another few months (laughs) um pre-pro yeah we are still deep into pre-pro on on the untitled heathcliff uh a24 project and while you're at it also uh rate us and review us on itunes and uh or apple podcasts and uh spotify we did get another five-star review from gg stalin uh he said best and only heathcliff podcast next thing to happen since jimmy i think maybe he meant like best thing to happen since jimmy no i think he meant next thing to happen since jimmy i think he meant jimmy happened and then we happened even though we came before Jimmy, but I, I I think he's saying our popularity hit, you know, right as Jimmy hit, you know. Right, that's probably what it was. And that's Aaron, probably what uh, it was. you're on Twitter, you're on X at Heathcliff Helms, and you, and then you've been streaming too, right? You were saying uh, a little bit. Nobody watches, but every once in a while at like five a.m., I'll stream some stuff on Twitch. It's Heathcliff Helms, also. Okay, cool um well thanks for joining us aaron and uh thank you for listening and until next time that bothers me